Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to another episode of BT Talks. We are at episode 23. And in a minute or so, I will have the pleasure to welcoming my friend Lanny Stern from Sotheby's Canada. He's based in Toronto. He's a great guy. Um, and we're going to talk about a lot of really cool things from the real estate market in, uh, in Canada and Toronto, but also his prior life uh, before being into real estate. Hold on, Lanny is here. There he is. Hold on one second. There we go. Look at you. Great, sir. Lanny, thank you so much uh, for joining my BT Talks. It's a true pleasure to having you. And uh, you're my first guest from Canada. So that's pretty cool. And Canada is a great country that I, I really love. So we'll be able to talk about, uh, you know, not only real estate, but uh, life in Canada, in Toronto, who you are for the people who don't know you, how you got into real estate and uh, all these great things. So, Lani, Lani, welcome. Please, uh, it would be great that you introduce yourself, your story, and uh, how you, um, are you, you're from originally Toronto, um, but you weren't always in real estate. You got into real estate a few years ago, what you did prior, and, um, and we'll take it from there. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. So, um, yes, born and raised in Toronto um, to a big family. Um, so that was always very fun. I always was surrounded by people and, and I love to be with people. Um, and I think naturally I, I'd say that I'm a people pleaser. So that's something that sort of is important to who I am. Um, I, uh, have a lot of experience in sales in general. Um, although I have to sort of say that I don't really love that word so much. I, I don't really try to be I, a... I don't like the word either. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really a salesperson. I, I honestly just try to be um, an information source for my clients. You know, like I, I will go through a property, for example, with a buyer, and I'd rather point out the things that they may not see themselves. Uh, but that's why right. yeah. I, I rather, I rather always say, you know, we're advisors, uh, as simple as that. It's not, you know, when I see the term real estate salesperson or whatever salesperson, I just don't relate, you know? Totally agree. A hundred percent agree with you. I mean, yeah, listen, like, I think, you know, being an advisor um, is very important. Um, you know, where to put your money, where not to put your money, what's going to cost you, what's going to cost you more than you might anticipate. Um, and a lot of these things basically have the ability to snowball, right? So if something's going to cost you $4 to fix the floors, that's great. But then if you're going to move a wall or change this or pipe, uh, plumbing, pipes, etc., you know, wiring, those things all start to add up quickly. So just getting a sense of that and comparing it with, you know, what else is anyways. So, so that, tell, us, tell, tell us your story, your story of getting into real estate, what you did prior that, to that. I know you work with different luxury brands um, on the marketing side and how did all that uh, serve to what you're doing today? So um, yeah, I spent uh, probably uh, somewhere around four or five years working with a number of different you know, retail-based brands. Um, my experience, yeah, went from, you know, Club Monaco, Banana Republic, um, you know, even to the, the Nikes, um, a short stint at Apple, and then worked for Louis Vuitton was really where I had sort of ended up. 
Um, and that was fantastic and, and really not to put that down, but I didn't really see the value in helping people spend $800 for a wallet. Um, or, or I specifically remember that when I was working there, they were launching the Yeezys and I was interacting with people that were telling me that like they were spending every penny that they had, you know, so they could eat mac and cheese, but also be wearing their Yeezys. And I'm like, that's fantastic. But I think that I could be doing some something more in this world um, where I'm helping people um, my way. Um, so so I, I grew up, um, you know, my grandparents in Florida were involved in real estate. And I, I, I think that, you know, it's such an important thing. Everybody has to live somewhere. So you really do have an opportunity to be helpful. Um, and, and, and again, I, I think, you know, there's an investment side to it. There's a financial side. There's a costing side. Um, then there's like this, you know, dreaming, you know, you want this perfect, beautiful family home that everyone, you know, uh, admires. So there's just so many aspects to it that I was always drawn very much to real estate. And so um, now I've been licensed since 2011 and, and very active. Um, so and it's been almost, uh, almost, almost 10 years you've been in the business. Almost 10 years I've been in the business. Yeah. You got so it. I'm sure you got to build a lot of uh, great relationships and uh, you had some incredible experience, which I will ask you also in a few questions in, in a bit. But um, so how, tell us a little bit about the, um, the real estate market in Toronto and Canada, generally speaking, uh, you know, during COVID but prior COVID and, you know, what, what's going on in Canada? Um, so, so we can kind of talk macro and then sort of micro because uh, I think that Canada is faring pretty well um, right now. Um, and, and the more micro side of that, the market I work is Toronto and Toronto, I think is, is really positioned very well. Um, it's always interesting because, you know, people talk about how there's this bubble, there's this bubble, there's a bubble, when's it going to burst, what prices are going to happen. But the truth of the matter is that Toronto nets, uh, you know, many, many migrants every year. Um, our population is growing. Uh, there are jobs here. We are definitely um, a hub that uh, large corporations are looking to put businesses. You know, if it's a U.S. company, there are so many advantages for them because... That's what I, that's what I feel. I feel so Toronto, more specifically uh, as, a, as a big city in Canada, and as one of the major ones, is kind of a, a smaller New York, but with the Canadian advantages. With Canadian advantages, <laughs> totally. I mean, I think that, like, I think that New York is fantastic. Uh, is. My, my best yeah. friend is there. I, I love, you know, going I to visit. I spent half of my life in New York, so, yeah. So you did, indeed. Um, yeah, I've, I've obviously been, you know, following you and your career for a bit. And um, listen, I, I mean, I think that, that New York is fantastic, but Toronto presents a lot of advantages to companies because, listen, the Canadian dollar is very inexpensive compared to the U.S. Um, so if you're a U.S. corporation and earning U.S. dollars and you're paying employees in Canadian dollars, well, take my 35 cents on the dollar. That sounds pretty good. Um, also, people here are, are well-educated. You know, there's health care. Yeah. Um, so those are those are humongous advantages in my opinion mm -hmm. um so and and of course you know listen it's it's clean we have infrastructure and and yes we have problems like anywhere else but if you if you look at the the annual um 
guides that people tell you, hey, most livable cities in the world and cleanest, nicest, like all those things. Toronto typically makes the list every time. And, and in my experience, sometimes, you know, they're, they're numbers one and two on those lists because it's a fabulous place to be. Um, so sort of just to answer what you were saying a little bit on the, um, uh, on the market, um, Toronto is, is, I think, really poised to still continue to do well. I mean, people, despite the pandemic, predominantly have kept their jobs um, and, and people are pivoting and working from home. Um, and so that means that we're seeing, you know, this change in what people are looking for. So rather than proximity to, you know, downtown working, you know, work-life balance, people are more leaning now towards more house, right? They need to have a home office. They're worried about kids at school. What you're experiencing there too. Yeah, I think everybody's experiencing that. And again, I think it's a phenomenon that's happening across the US, but also across the world. I mean, even in France, my, my home country, a lot of people are pivoting and, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we love living in Paris, but, you know, maybe an hour or two hours away, we can get a great house and, you know, have a family life and, uh, you know, enjoy more time and more space. Um, so that's a trend. But I do still believe that, you know, um, the core of the city is important for a lot of people because, you Absolutely. know, city living is very different than suburban, I guess, living. And it's not for everyone. I think we just have to adapt to the new norm of what's happening with this pandemic. And there are changes being made at a different pace in all the cities around the world. Um, but at, at the same time, it's maybe better that these cities are getting less crowded. So you take the example of like New York, which is a fantastic city, which was, I think, overcrowded. Um, now, I haven't been in New York since March, but I believe that, you know, that's what I heard from my friends and colleagues and people that are up in New York. Um, it's, it's much calmer. You know, there, there's people, you know, that are busy and doing different things, but it's a, it's a different vibe. And I think in a big city like that, it's uh, much more, you know, much nicer. <clears throat> yeah. And in, in some respects, I, I would agree with you. I think that it is. I think that Toronto's experiencing it in, uh, you know, some degree as well right now. Um, but, you know, listen, is the, is the city model that we've started to see, um, you know, the uh, North America sort of trend towards to and, and really the whole world trending toward? I don't think that that's going to just up and change dramatically. Um, people now that we're living in 530 square foot condos, I think, want more space because they're not coming home after a long day of 10 hours at work. Of course. travel. You know, like now they're eating at home, they're working at home. You need more space. It's different. I think I think it's the same thing. I mean, even here in Florida, so we're very lucky. Uh, one of the big things here, it's not just the weather, but I think it's the space we have. So it's yeah. not, it's not, we're not all on each other. Um, so yes, the single family home market has been on fire um, at every price point. And, you know, there's a, a lack of inventory right now, but there's also exceptional condos and now is actually a, a really good time. Um, there's some very good deals in, in condos, but these condos offer um, a lot of space, you know, with exceptional views and a huge outdoor space. So I think, you know, we're lucky to have the indoor-outdoor lifestyle, you know, that we want. But space, if I could say, you know, is a word that's very important. So whether you're going to live in a big city 
where you're going to live, you know, outside of the city space is one of the major things that people are looking for. And then it's a personal preference, you know, uh, some people love to live in a condo and understand because you have 24 hour, seven day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week dormant. You have the amenities, even if you use them less now, you can still use them. And, you know, it relatively it stays clean and all, all these different things. Um, so I think it's personal then, but then we have to adapt. Yeah, I mean, absolutely you do. Uh, you, listen, things will change uh, to some degree. Uh, there are still advantages to being in a condo, right? I mean, uh, maybe not in your climate, but mine, it means you don't need a shovel. It means that you don't need to, you know, you're not worried about gardening. Um, I don't own my roof. I don't own, you know, uh, I don't have a leaky basement. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, windows probably aren't owned by me either. So the major issues that you could run into, you don't have to deal with those things. Uh, so, you know, there, there are certainly still advantages. And, and we've seen a migration towards the outskirts. But I don't think that it's going to be this... Um, you know, the, the new normal that people are going to move out of the city. I mean, people have put down roots, they've got family, they have careers, they have restaurants that they go to and a local, you know, drug mart. And you're, what do you do on your Saturday mornings? And, and when you have a, a lifestyle, I mean, people typically want to keep to that. Um, so, yeah. you know, there's more flexibility there today, but, but I still think that the, no one's just disappearing from the city. Do you see a lot of people from uh, other cities or places in Canada moving to Toronto or even from the U.S. moving to Toronto? Because I think it's a easier place for, say, an American to adapt and there's opportunities. And it's uh, still, you know, it's one of the world's, you know, best cities. I mean, I don't know it that well, but um, it's a very attractive city and it's close to everything. And obviously, like I said at the beginning, can Canada as a country has a lot of benefits that, you know, we don't have in, you know, in the U.S., yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, pros and cons, of course, to everything. I, I certainly think that Toronto is a fantastic place to be. Uh, if I didn't think it, I wouldn't be here. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I actually have a very strong international reach, um, you know, with a, a number of different connections. Um, and so, um, yeah, I've had the pleasure of dealing with a lot of clients that are from other countries or even within Canada and that want to be here. But um, of late, yeah, I mean, certainly the states, um, particularly surrounding election time, it's not that shocking that people are interested in looking at Canada as an option. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that Toronto very closely resembles most of your, you know, major cities, right? Toronto's the, the I think, third or fourth largest uh, uh, city in North America, right? So yeah, yeah for sure. Big, and big space. Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously there's, you know, I know Canadians, whether they're from Montreal or uh, Toronto, uh, love coming to Florida. But obviously sure. now with the, with the restrictions, that's a little more complicated. But uh, do you see a lot of Canadians, uh, you know, that, that uh, I mean, now it's going to be winter soon. <laughs> Are they coming down to Florida or they're, every, they're putting everything on hold? I don't know. You know, this is a really interesting year because, of course, with the pandemic, that's very... Um, Sorry, just had some mic. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, with, with the pandemic, I think it's, um, yeah, it, listen, this, this is a, a year of change, right? So instead of people flying down to Florida, that's all well and good. But the problem is once you get back into Canada, you're required to quarantine 14 days. 
So, you know, heaven forbid something should happen, but if you need to go to the hospital for whatever reason, you're supposed to be in quarantine. And of course they're capable of managing it, but, um, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, what do you do? You want to order groceries to your door? I mean, we, have, we, have, we have to adapt to, uh, to the new normal, I guess. So uh, my, my next question is, um, you know, you've been now in the business for almost 10 years. Um, real estate is, is an incredible business. I mean, we're, I think we're both in the business for very similar reasons. Uh, but it's a question I always like to ask my guests because I think it's very interesting, especially those that are in real estate. What is, um, you know, with all the different uh, clients you dealt with, what is overall, you know, your your best experience? What is What, what was the thing that was the most rewarding, I guess, um, you know, in, in doing a, a transaction or just generally speaking in the business, you know? Um. It's a tough one. I, I think, I think honestly, to answer it, it's um, that I am selfish and I like the feeling of making other people happy. So if someone it's, else... It's not me, a bad thing. It's, like, yeah. it's true. But, you know, the, the thing is like, listen, that's, that's important, right? And if someone says to me, hey, I'm looking for a fantastic house that's a little bit outside of their price range, um, you know, then maybe there's different ways to, to find that or to finagle some sort of deal and to negotiate and you know to point out to the other side that it's missing you know these three major characteristics right it's got a doesn't have parking uh, in a enclosed garage or it doesn't have you know a powder room or what have you um but you know for for 2.2 million dollars maybe i can get my clients to the table so there's always things that i'm able to do in the background that once you're able to finally get that deal and get those people in and they're happy um, but it's all about maybe, that. Yeah. yeah, maybe my answer is is the best thing that I like about real estate is being referred, because that really says everything, right? It says that like your clients have been thrilled, they're super happy, and they just closed, and they're immediately sending you their best friends who are you know singing your praises right away because you know that's that's fun, that's a rewarding uh, part of the business that I really like. That's oh, great. Well, listen, I mean, I know. Uh... Like if I have anybody for, for Toronto or even, you know, Canada, I know who to speak to. <laughs> Thank you. So, so everybody who's listening and who's on the live, uh, if you're looking for property or just to connect with just a, a great guy, you have Lanny right here. You can connect with him easily on Instagram and, you know, all, all those, those good things. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm on all the things, you know, I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I mean, no, we're, we're, we're all connected and we have to use these platforms. And I think, you know, especially with, with the, the pandemic that happened, we're more and more connected uh, because, you know, I think we're, we're in the people business. So, you know, the, the number one thing as uh, my friend and top broker, Daniel Daggers, he just recently did a post and uh, it was, it's very simple, but it was very true. You know, the top people in this business, love people and like real estate. Um, hmm. And it's true because it's, you know, we, we love everything about real estate, but we have to first love people and dealing with people in every aspect of it. That's pretty much. For sure. Fixing problems, managing it all. I agree. A hundred percent. Being and, a people business is that. You know, and being patient and understanding the situation. You know, we, we, we have many hats, if I can say, you know, it's not, we, I try to, you know, explain to different people what 
being a, a real estate advisor and entrepreneur is and what we do. It's not just selling homes. It's really, you know, doing everything from A to Z to make the transaction smooth and also building, I always say, lifelong relationships. And that's, I think, your goal, my goal, and the goal of a lot of other, you know, great agents, advisors is really, um, you know, building those relationships, uh, you know, and making them lifelong. I totally agree with you. I mean, listen, the, the long-term aspect is what's important. And, and it was always with that mindset that I'll go about my day-to-day -day because the plan is that you want to be involved in someone's life long-term. Yeah. So I'll go above and beyond whatever it takes so that I'm able to satisfy the client and make sure that they get what they're looking for. And, and I was able to help them along the way. Yeah, for sure. So what is a, a typical day in Lanny's life? <laughs> a typical day. Uh, I'd say normally I'm out showing, I don't know, three or four. But do, you, do, you have, do you have like a, a morning routine or evening routine? I know there's a, a lot of agents and entrepreneurs, you know, we, we create our own schedules. So totally. it's very important. Everybody has their own way of doing things. There's no one way of doing things. There's no traditional way of doing things. On the personal and professional side, so what is like your, your day as, you know, you wake up and, you know, till the end of the day? Well, um, honestly, um, you know, as far as, as far as the, the professional side anyway, I'll, I'll say that, you know, I, I'm normally waking up um, and I'm following up on yesterday's showings for my listings. Um, and I want to get a sense of, you know, how they felt things went and if they, you know, had any questions for me. Um, typically, I'll have also spoken with them in the evening if there was anything of interest. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm checking out every listing. I'm looking through, you know, off-market, pocket, exclusive listings, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm normally touring clients around. I'm, um, you know, grabbing a lunch that my, my wife made me in a plastic bag and I'm eating it in my car between showings. And um, then, you know, I, I get home and uh, we deal with whatever issues came up because we're, we're, you know, currently building a house. Um, so we'll go, we'll check on the house and see what progress happened that day. And if there was anything they need to know. Um, so and, now, so uh, now you're, you're living in the city, in, in the city center and you're moving out of it. I'm, I'm not moving out. I'm, I'm actually uh, moving two blocks over. Um, so it's not a very big uh, transition. Space. More space. Just more space. Yeah, we're, we're actually expecting our first, which is really exciting. And uh, <laughs> thank you. And, uh, and, and I think our, our dog, you know, wanted her own backyard. So that's, that's part of the whole plan now, too. So we're really, you know, putting down roots and, and enjoying ourselves now. Yeah. And so it's all coming to fruition. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's keeping up with that while writing offers, while managing, you know, offers coming in on my properties. Um, prepping houses that are going to market. Um, so it's, it's really just trying to manage it all uh, as it comes at me. That's great. And yeah. so for those who don't know Toronto, if they're traveling there or even considering moving there, um, do, you, do you have any advice? And also if you can recommend, you know, any places to go to in Toronto, but generally speaking, whether it's travel or moving there, any, any advice for people considering Toronto? Yeah, I think what's what's very cool about Toronto is that it's really a city of different pockets. 
Um, so people talk about how Toronto is super multicultural, which is definitely true. The thing is, if you're standing in one place, you may not get that entirely, but I'm able to go to little everything. <laughs> and, and I mean that if it's, you know, little China, little Jamaica, little India, little, little anywhere and everywhere. Um, and, and for sure, if there's a food group that you're into, there are fantastic restaurants of all price points here. Um, so food is a huge thing in Toronto, in my opinion. Um, and then listen, it's, it's clean. I mean, there are, you know, um, Saturday mornings, you want to go to, you know, the barns and, and go and, and, you know, pick up some fresh, some fresh groceries or, you know, there are parks every which way you go um, in terms of things to do and, and places to go and see. One of my favorite things is Kensington Market. Um, that's a, a really fun place that I definitely don't get to go to often enough. Um, but there's just very cool cultural hubs. Um, really everywhere you go, you can go to King and, you know, Bathurst and walk around and, um, you know, it's, it's young professionals living their life with really, you know, great restaurants. You can go to mom and pop shops, you know, everywhere. You can go to the Danforth and get great, you know, food or, you know, Greek, whatever it might be. Uh, there are cool shopping experiences. There's cool, you know, clothing. There's cool. I, I think that this city is fantastic. Um, it's definitely a great place to go. Very cool. And yeah. uh, my last question, I, I always like to, to ask this question. Um, you know, since we're in an entrepreneurial business, it's very important, you know, to keep track of what we do, uh, have a good mindset. Um, and I know a lot of people read books, listen to podcasts or Audible or read these different things. Do you read... Do you have time? Do you re take the time to read books, listen to podcasts, audibles? And if so, do you recommend any? Um, yeah. Do, do you do, do so or not? I mean, absolutely. I, I think that you, you have to do that. Um, I, I definitely enjoy that. I really enjoy conversing. So part of, you know, what's been amazing for me is, is having coaching. Yeah. Um, coaching is very important, yeah. Coaching to me um, has really elevated um, my business acumen, my ability to problem solve, um, to help people to understand things through a different mindset that really is uh, more future thinking. Um, you know, I love technology. I've always, in terms of, of my, my daily readings, um, I'm always up on Inman, if anyone's familiar with that. Yes, I am as well. It's very good. Totally. Um, I've been to a number of their conferences um, and had a number of my friends that were actually speakers there, which is cool. Um, Sotheby's also puts out, um, you know, interesting product. And, and obviously, I always want to keep up with um, the international reach that they have. Um, so so there, there are so many different um, avenues for me, but um, I never really uh, find myself just diving into a book. I, I don't know. It just never it's really. Just so you're, you're pretty much, I mean, obviously we get a lot of information, but you get some information from different sources here and there and you just feed your, your, your mind like that, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Because to be honest, you know, I, I don't want to be the one track mind where I'm just, you know, taking the single perspective. Um, because my clients really come from all walks. And so it's, 
it's trying to be able to understand from someone else's perspective and being able to help them in their situation because ultimately that's what someone's hiring me to do. Um, so um, as my sister commented, I'm the most positive <laughs> guy, right? So she's very I, sweet. <laughs> she is very sweet and very supportive. Yeah, um, and and excellent in in her own right at what she does and helping people, you know, see the positivity. So well, it's, it's um, good. To, it's good to have people, whether it's family or friends, but that are supportive, and and really understand what you're doing and keep in touch. Whether it's a a call or a text or anything, I think it makes a big difference. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah, just the 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 human aspect, I think, is not to be overlooked. For sure, and just the 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 sensibility we each have with each other. You know, that is something uh, I was actually discussing with a good friend of mine uh, and colleague in New York. And, um, you know, he's a little older than me and he was actually on my BT Talks. He's a great, great guy, uh, David Dubin. So if David Dubin is uh, listening, uh, but it's, it's really, you know, the, the sensibility we have with each other, whether it's with clients, whether it's with colleagues, whether it's with family and friends is in today's world so important. A hundred percent. Honestly, I'm, I'm extremely lucky in that my friends and family, you know, were a very big aspect of, of starting my career, which I, I suppose is really not nothing to be ashamed of. Um, and honestly, today, my reach is so much larger because those friends and family have referred me to their friends and family and their friends and family that's, and their that's, uncles. And that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's really about that, you know. Lanny, thank you so much. I think we had a, a great conversation. I really appreciate your time. Everybody who tuned in or everybody who will watch this a little later, uh, you should definitely connect with Lanny, even just to say hello. But Please. for all, all advice in, in real estate in uh, Toronto and Canada, uh, he's your guy. Or if you know someone who is looking for a property, whether it's you know renting, buying, selling, Lanny is your guy. Always remember that, you know, in real estate, um, you know, we're not just doing transactions. We're also here uh, from A to Z to support you in any way. We are advisors. Um, and, you know, if I refer someone, I have 300% trust in. And the same thing with Lanny. We always refer. We both have an international network. And uh, it's very, very important to, especially in the service business, to work with the right people, with good people also, you know. Um, so Lani, thank you so much for being a great guest. Thank you thank to you. everyone who tuned in and uh, wishing everyone a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Thanks, Thanks guys. For